Hello, everybody. This is Gary Kay, and you are listening to a special edition of my Rant and Raise podcast. I am uh, excited to uh, talk to you today, and I have a special guest. Um, I'm joined by Rick Perkins. Rick Perkins is with Sony. Good morning, Rick. How are you? Good morning, Gary. Very good. Um, what do you do for Sony, Rick? I'm marketing manager for a number of the products uh, across North America, such as uh, the Vision Exchange product, educational product, uh, B2B, Bravia's vision, video conferencing and such. Well, today I wanted to uh, talk about the Vision Exchange product uh, because that's one of the newest products that Sony has. And it was originally launched at ISE in February, and I got a demo of the product at ISE. And I, I would, uh, I, 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 there's no, no question that this was one of the hot products at ISE, and it's going to be hot at Infocom, especially for integrators that are doing work in the higher education space. Tell them a little bit about what Vision Exchange is. Yeah, as you said, Vision Exchange, we kind of launched it at uh, ISC. We've taken it to a new level now with uh, finally in release stage for the end of June. It is a product that goes after the active learning components for education. It allows teachers and students to enhance the collaboration and therefore enhance the retention of people that are learning and approaching new subject matter. Yeah, and and uh, it's I guess the best way to describe this is it's a um, heavy duty collaboration system in that it's not just a single device connection turn it into wireless and connect things together that way. Uh, this is a this is a full system. This replaces um, everything in a classroom with the exception of the display. So basically, it connects to a display, but Vision Exchange kind of incorporates all of the technologies in a single network-based video routing and distribution system, I guess you would call it. Um, and uh, and then it also allows you to create sort of learning pods or collaborative areas within a room as well. Did I do a pretty good job explaining that? Hey, uh, you're doing an excellent job. I, I think I'll just stay quiet and listen to you. <laughs> Impressive. <laughs> well, I mean, basically, so the, just for the to break it down into its components. So it's a it's a piece of hardware. It's basically a computer. It's got a lot of smarts in it. It's it's got a uh, it's it's networkable, wired or wireless, and it's got multiple Correct. inputs. It's got um, there's a few different versions of it, if I recall. One's like a two input version. There's a four input version, and so exactly. and then of course you can of course you can connect with it through Wi-Fi as well. So you have hardwired inputs, and like in in, in the typical classroom, I teach at the University of North Carolina. In my room, the, what would be connected to it would be there's a document camera in there, there's a, a computer in the room, and there's a Blu-ray player. So those would be my three inputs. And then they probably have a fourth input that would be open for someone to bring in a hardwired laptop. But then Correct. you can also connect with um, iPhones, Android, any phone, any smartphone, tablet, laptop, any other device, so that it really has more than just four inputs. It's really four hard inputs and then and then more virtual inputs. Um, and then of course, it's all routed through the through the vision exchange to displays and it can be multiple displays or to other locations through the network, right? That is correct. As you said, there is a main hardware unit at the front and you might say uh, connected into the networking system. Uh, currently the PCs and Mac and iOS are fully functional. By later this summer, we will have the Android version 
up and running on it as well so that you can mirror your screens uh, onto the system. And the system is a video switcher, as you mentioned, that so we can easily, with, through the user interface, just drag and drop uh, the various sources up onto the screen. One of the interesting things you mentioned was Blu-ray player. If you have Blu-ray player that is being passed directly through, it even allows for HDCP content to go through if there's no other device in between uh, the input and the output of uh, this unit. Yeah, and so it's it's really more the video switching. It's even audio switching and, and control as well, right? I mean, because everything you that 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 it, it that it receives is passed through, um, and then also is converted to a network signal, for lack of a better term, so that you can send it to other rooms. So, like if you have one central room, and then you have other rooms collaborating with this one classroom. They are seeing the same content and the same presentation as well if you want to do it that way, correct? Right. Even within a single room itself, that's where the active learning environment starts to explode, where you can have, you know, let's say the teacher's head unit up there that open up the lecture, open up the class, and then you can have these pods, as we're calling them, spread around the room, and you can have the main screen being shown on the rooms. The pods can then uh, can also work totally independent. And from the interface of the system, you can selectively display what's on each of the pods up to the main room or across the whole room. Uh, an instructor can see, oh, maybe this group is having trouble. And through the networking componentry, see what the issue is and go over and help the students. So it lends itself to collaboration throughout a room. And you say you can, there are ways of expanding it outside of that room into additional rooms inside of a facility as well. Yeah, and the output, the, the, the output of the um, vision exchange, or at least at ISC that I saw, there was one display port output and one HDMI output. Um, is that still the case? That is the case. And they can be the same content or they can be independent content. Uh, so two different types of content can go out through them. And also on the pods themselves, uh, depending upon the type of PC that is being used there with our software run on top of it, you can have a single or dual display there as well. And, and uh, you know, I don't remember asking this question while I was there at, uh, at IAC, but are the video outputs, the HDMI and DisplayPort, are those both 1080 or is one 4K or, or what, what's the resolution? They're both 1080, and okay. neither of them have gone to 4K at this point. Okay, so the two screens, the two screens can have um, either one piece of content shown from an input or multiple pieces of content shown from an input as more than just four, right? If I remember correctly, it's you can also bring in the regular sources, but also you can bring in elements of things that are on the web, almost like a digital signage player does, um, and, and sort of populate the screen with, with that content as well? Well, yes, you can. What it is is that any of the devices that mirror into it could conceivably be connected into the Internet or any other type of source, and then that's what you're actually bringing onto the screen. So the system itself doesn't connect to the Internet to display its content, but it allows you to easily show the content from all these devices mirrored and they can be selected and placed up on the screen. On the 
you might say the main window, it can show a very user friendly interface where any of the content that is being mirrored is shown in thumbnails across the bottom. So it's easy to discern what you want to present to the class or present to in a meeting environment and display that up on the main screen or on the second screen as well. And how do you control it? Like I'm the presenter in there, I'm the, I'm the instructor, the teacher, the professor, whatever in the room. How am I selecting these different sources and placing them on the screen? Multiple different ways. You could be using something embedded into it, such as a mouse. You could have a touch screen connected to it. Uh, you could, any kind of device that you might say that mirrors a mouse will actually control it. Or you can control it through a tablet that is connected through Wi-Fi. And that tablet mirrors what's on the screen. And just by a drag and drop on the tablet, you are, again, managing the content that is being uh, displayed and positioned and which is full size and which is down in thumbnails. Yeah, and how many devices can you see, how many sources can you see simultaneous on one screen when you're doing it that way? When we're doing that way, we've got one main content area, and then along the bottom there are the thumbnails. And the thumbnails, as far as mirroring devices, we're limiting that to six devices on the main unit and six devices on each pod. And the reason why that number came about is a lot of studies have shown that if you get more than five or six in a group, you know, some really don't participate that much in the discussion purposes, but we can also have up to 10 pods. So effectively throughout the whole system, you can have 60 devices mirrored onto the units. Okay, so the, so you have the ability to have everybody in a classroom connected, but you're only showing five or six at, at a time, and then you're blowing whichever one you're discussing at that moment in time up to be full screen um, whenever you're talking about it. That's the idea. Correct. It. Yeah. Yeah, you you see the five or six on the, the front screen, and then but you could also see the five or six on each of the individual pods, and then in each pod, they can select again which is going to go onto the main screen that can be shared around the room. That's how you get to the 60 units. Okay. So um, this the product, uh, if I recall, also has annotation built into it, right? Yep. It's got full whiteboarding, and it has annotation over top of any of the sources, and the annotation stays with the source. Right, which means that if, uh, for example, if you're sending the slides out after the after the class to the students, uh, the the whatever was annotated in class live gets saved on the content when it is sent out to the students. Right, we've implemented a snapshot feature, so at any time you can hit the snapshot and save what you've been annotating over top of, and then at that point in time that can be saved off to uh, as a series of JPEGs into a device. Or if you're connected into that with your BYOD, you can actually save and download these snapshots onto your BYOD and walk out of the class with it. And uh, again, the product's called Vision Exchange. There's two versions. Uh, like I said, one has a two input, one's four input. Is that the only difference between the two, or are there different other features that are in, that are different between them? Same feature sets, same capability, uh, but you can't, just to clarify things, you can't take the two in HDMI input and make it into a four because we've embedded more horsepower, you might say, more function, more 
actual functionality of the hardware to be able to handle and process the four HDMIs that are coming in. Okay. Okay. And and when will the product start ship? When will Vision Exchange start shipping? Uh, it will be released as shipping uh, not too long after Infocom, so mid to end of June. All right, the product's called Vision Exchange. I'm going to put a link to the actual brochure for the Vision Exchange in this podcast description. I'll also link to the page that describes it on the Sony website. Um, Sony, of course, is at Infocom and booth 2200-2200. You don't even really need to say your booth number because you're like one of those booths that's always at the front of the hall. Uh, so you're easy to find. Um, and then, um, although we didn't plan on talking about this on this podcast, uh, Sony, this is not the only product Sony's showing at Infocom. Sony's got a whole new suite of projectors, laser-based projectors that they're showing. Will you also have the Cletus there, the latest version? Yes, we will. It will be there in the straight version and a curved version. Yeah, the curved version is going to be very interesting because, um, first of all, the, the, the flat version last year blew everybody away, but now you're starting to get into uh, applications for signage and such that are a bit more creative and uh, and doing curves is gonna be something that people are gonna start asking for. Um, and uh, and then Sony's got a couple other products out there as well that they're gonna surprise everybody with. So you definitely wanna put on your plans to go by Booth 2200 and check out everything that they have. Uh, Rick, uh, thank you for joining me this morning. I really appreciate and explaining the Vision Exchange. As I said, I'm gonna link to the fly, the brochure, the PDF brochure uh, that, uh, that I have so that everybody gets the same information that, uh, that I have on the product. And I wish you the best of luck. Thank you very much, Gary. Really appreciate this. Thank you. And uh, of course, uh, you're listening to uh, the Rave uh, Podcast Network, uh, Rave Radio Podcast Network. If you want to listen to all of our podcasts or check out any of our Infocom coverage, all you have to do is go to ravepubs.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>